December 9, 2022. It's a lot from Pete Rose Show.
from Pedro's show. Happy Friday. Started off with John Coltrane doing Body and Soul and Salvation from their brand new album. Tune called AM Radio. Remember that, people? It's what you heard in the car when you drove in the old days, older days. And because of those Estodia software programmers with their Skype invention, I got with me from Salvation. Brother Brian, welcome aboard. Mike, how the heck are you? So glad to be talking with you. Now, I'm glad to be talking with you. It's it's an honor. I've been I've been following you for years. So this is yeah. Great. Now the new album from Salvation. Tell me about it. It it actually uh, dropped today. Uh, Street it comes out today. Okay, perfect time to be yeah. on the show. Perfect too bad time. your uh, two other bandmates <laughs> missed the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, on Reptilian Records, uh, they were out of Baltimore, now out of Texas. Uh, they do a lot of punk and post-punk stuff. Uh, they reissue a lot of the Super Sucker stuff, but um, Eddie Spaghetti. Excited. Yeah, Eddie. Very, very excited to be working with them. I, I an old band, uh, did a record with them in '98. Uh, so yeah, in the in 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 24 ish years, I've I've uh, I've gone from reptilian to reptilian, I, full circle. Whoa, shows to go, yeah. Now, were you on the first Salvation release? I was not. I. That's uh, what I, I thought. Because I, I remember I mean, Jason uh, speaking to you. Yeah, I. Uh, I joined the band about uh, maybe almost two years ago now, right in the middle of the pandemic. Their their uh, old drummer Santiago had decided to pursue other ventures. So Jason, uh, other bands I was in, it had played with Salvation. So well, he, well yeah. Brian, tell me, how did you get into drums? Um, I started playing back in high school in the early '90s. Uh, it just seemed uh, it seemed very uh, like a very natural thing to do. I, I just I, I felt. Uh, felt it in my blood, in my bones. I used to sit and and set up pillow drum sets. I had a I had an old high school pom pom from the cheerleaders to use as a hi hat. That was a good little. Uh, I'd played a you know Megadeth records, Molly Crew. Uh, Is that how you learned? Self taught by listening to the records. Never had one lesson. Okay, and what about how'd you get your first kit? When did you graduate from pillow and pom pom? Uh, found it in a local classified ad and, 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 and the folks were, you know, had humored me. It, it was really cheap. The floor. Time. And they let you prack at the pad in, in, in the basement, the first band, uh, first noise rock band I was in the first few years, we practiced in my parents' basement and that's beautiful father, of them, right? Oh, they were the most supportive parents ever. Yeah. I'm in high school. They're letting me play clubs like lounge acts and go on tour. I couldn't even drive yet. Um, and they just, you know, let the other guys take care of me, trusted me to do the right thing. And, uh, I, I am forever grateful to them. Well, and what kind of kit was it? Who made it? Yeah, I don't remember. Okay. For, it was kind of a hodgepodge put together. The floor Tom had a calf skin and it didn't even have floor. Calf skin. Whoa. Hodge yeah, it plays was on, uh, kick drums with calf skins. Yeah. It was on like one of those, uh, uh, stands, like a tripod stand that you pull out. It was cast iron and you set it in it you know it was almost like a fire pit or something and do you I, remember yeah, the first gig you played playing drums i do it was in a mall in joliet illinois at a punk club called the club and it was an all-ages place i remember seeing ministry there on one of their first tours they got them to if it was one there. of their first tours they had the new wave capes and the haircuts right <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so it's halloween every day, every, so yeah, every day. <laughs> and what was the first record you bought with your own money brian Damn, maybe uh, 
Probably. Oh man, Anthrax State of Euphoria. Okay, I'll take man, that for twenty. There, there might be something early. Like I said, I I I grew up listening to punk and metal. Maybe a Misfits record. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you what, and, and with my own money, probably, probably not. You know, that was, that was, I was still in high school. So that was still mom's money or, or it was that's my why I asked the question chore money. That's why I asked the question about the first record with your own money. Cause when you're a kid, you ain't got a lot. Right. Okay. But yeah, I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you that, but I was already, you know, I felt I was already listening to the music, you know, that would go to shape me when I was still at a very young age and mom and pop had to sort of dish that stuff out. And the first gig you did on the drums? What's that? The first gig you did on the drums, it was for who? It was for this band. We had taken a Fugazi song name called Bulldog Front, which is not a good thing at all. And we didn't know any better. I know it's associated with like the the (laughs) Nazi party. And, uh, you know, our singer ball guy wanted to be in Mackay and, and, uh, so that was that was the Ian first. no Nazi. I know that. No, no, no. <laughs> Strongly against it. You know it happened to us when we went on a tour for Double Nickels on the Dime. Me and D Boone. It was summertime, so we thought the way to stay cool was have bald haircuts. And when we got to Atlanta, <laughs> we got on some cable access TV show, and the guy asked us if we were Nazis because of the haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> D Boone said, "Did you ever listen to the words?" Words? Yeah. What word? Yeah. No. <laughs> he was sitting in a, like a fake electric chair. He was had like Alice Cooper thing going. Down there. Yeah, yeah, not the first impression you want. <laughs> so, so was that gig a success? Uh, yeah, I'd say it was because you know there were people there. Our friends were there. Uh, I was playing live music. I was on a stage. I, I'd say it's a. I'd say that's a success. Anything you do the first time, if it, if you're gonna you know, do it for 30 years after it. That's a success. Absolutely. That's a launch pad. And how did you yeah. find him? Was it actually, was it in the ads like the drum set? No, just, uh, you know, word of oh, mouth buddies. through friends. I, that's why I, that's why I actually got a actual drum set is because guys had asked me to, uh, to play in their band and said, we see you tapping back there in the back seat. You look like you could keep time. You want to play drums for us? No, that's what I call real friends. Yeah. So I said, other motherfuckers yeah. would have said, "Hey, knock that shit off." Other dudes said, "Hey, get a drum set." I like that. I like that yeah. very much. Look, I want to play uh, off the new album, Drag. <laughs>
Thank you.
Life for Pedro show. That chunk of music star of a salvation with the opening track, Drag. Then we had Spot. My old buddy Spotsky's up in Sheboygan these days, but uh, he recorded the first Minute Man, Paranoid Time, and all that. My black Flag Nervous Breakdown, Meet Puppets Up on the Sun, Hooskadoo, Zen Arcade, just all kinds. Saccharine Trust. Uh, anyway, this is him, Monk's Misfortune. This, I think from his Austin days, maybe. Bad Reputation, after that, out of upstate New York with Fascista, which is like a Minuteman fascist song off their first record, done with French translation to Die Boonspiel. I remember, the, uh, I think it was the first Rough Trade single. It was called Metalibane, the band, and they were French punk band. And, uh, yeah, one side had a tune, uh, uh, the music would break down and the guy would yell, Fascista! So you're, you're, you're trippy about how things come around again, in a full circle. But Boris after that from their brand new album, uh, this is Chapter 2, Full of Grass. Let me tell you, uh, Brother Takeshi these days, huh? You know, the Mota. Mio Chiono with Pel de Sharp. Serp. I'm sorry, Pel de Serp after that, brand new. Annie Livingston, this is uh, half of uh, Mole Ohm now to Baltimore. Bright Eyes 1. No, Blight Eyes. So, you know, pun rock, you know, you take the K out, it's pun rock. Hellbeans out of Brighton, England. Flabbergasted Bastard. There's some rhyming. And brand new from Dame Area, Hostel Fiend. Later the end. And finally, Salvation with It's a Thrill. So, Brian, tell me the process. <clears throat> Did you guys write in the studio, or was this all done ahead of time, so uh, in the studio would be more like a gig in front of the microphones? Uh, this was all, you know, <clears throat> written ahead of time. Jason, uh, the singer-songwriter, usually will come in with, with you know, half-baked ideas, some lyrics, an idea for a song, maybe a, a verse and a, and a hook, and then uh, we'll sort of pound it out for a couple weeks and structure the thing and, and then it's done. And then there's, you know, that happens for 75% of the record. The other 25%, <clears throat> you know, the songs just come, they're completely collaborative and chisel you're, away. You're talking about collaborative. About you're talking collaborative in the studio while you record. No collaborative. Oh, at the practice space. pad ahead of time. Yep. Okay. Let me ask you, for example, the opener drag, how'd that baby come up? So that actually appeared on their first uh, sort of recording that they did themselves, uh, I think, back in 2015. And when Reptilian decided to put this out, we only had it as an EP. So the guy asked if there's any way, uh, you know, if he floated us a couple bucks, if we could turn it into an album, it would just be better. So Jason wanted to sort of re-record that song. Uh, since we had been, you know, playing it with me and it sort of structured out a little differently and took on a completely different feel. So uh, we went back into the studio at uh, uh, Electrical, Steve's place, and uh, knocked out a few more songs. Electrical Audio, song. people, Chicago, Illinois. Yep. Mr. Albini. I got to record the Weirdness of Stooges album there. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've I learned that Mr. Albini is quite a poker player and he's got some nice cats uh, and uh, yes. the animals. Uh Okay, let's talk about that. You doing an old song before you were in the band. You stepping into another drummer's shoes. What was that like? Um, it was, you know, the, the, 
the music is similar to styles and bands that played before. So it was just, it, it, it felt like putting on, you know, an old pair of shoes. It was, it, it was very easy. You know, I took what was there and, and made it my own. I didn't, I didn't play things verbatim. I played them how I thought they should be moving forward. Oh, you mean the old drumming? Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. In respect to that. And, uh, how did you meet Jason? bands that I had played in played with Salvation. Shared shared the stage at clubs. Correct. Okay, okay. And so when that space opened up, you got the call? I jumped right in. Okay, okay. Well, I started jamming with him over the pandemic, and then two years later, all of a sudden, I'm in the band and recording a record. That's probably more accurate. Do you remember the first practice with them? Yeah, it was just me and him. You know, he brought in a couple of Salvation songs and a couple of his own, you know, his own things at the time, which became newer Salvation songs. And yeah, super, super nice guy. So it was, you know, it was very easy to, you know, jump in a room and and just get to work. And how long between then and the first gig that you did with Salvation? Probably about six to eight months. And what was that like first? Things was, weren't even open, so oh, probably okay. even closer to a year. Probably even closer to a year. Because during the situation, you guys are getting it all together. Okay, so exactly. do, you, do you remember the first gig? The first gig was at I think a place called Burlington. Yeah, I do. It was it was good. Like I said, we had been pr- playing and practicing for a while by then, so it was. Uh, it's like we had been gigging the entire time. Well, that's happened. That is really happening because sometimes you lose a cat and you lose part of the soul of the band, you know. So right, especially when it's only a trio. Right, right, right. That's like a stool, right? You lose a leg. God damn, you're going down. Down goes Frazier. So I'm a, I'm a good I'm a I'm a good replacement leg. You know, I'm, I'm t- top top of the line. Yeah, ortho. You know, like a splint. Top, top, like a splint. Yeah, top. <laughs> Yeah, top, so top what, of the line, what about duct this tape and, and splints. This first song, AM Radio, was that a retread? No, that was uh, that was messing around in a practice space uh, with sort of, uh, you know, uh, four on the floor and then, a, you know, a, a three waltz and, 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 and combining those to create sort of a new rhythm. And we just sort of, uh, the bass player and I, Vic, that sort of structured out the entire song. And then uh, um, Jason's guitar and vocals actually are just sort of like uh, little sprinkles on top rather than, you know, a song like drag, which is very pop oriented and structured bass guitar play the same thing. This, uh, the, the AM radio is sort of a anti-pop pop song. So the uh, AM radio is part of the 25% that was collaborative. Correct. Okay. And then, uh, it's a thrill. That uh, is also uh, J- that was a new song, and that's just one of those where Jason had an idea, almost you know, a full idea, brought it in, and we sort of structured it, you know. Which in this sort of band, where it is a lot, you know, of his ideas and his, you know, his voice is so strong, and he's a great songwriter. Uh, I almost prefer that. It's very easy to come into a practice, and a guy's got almost a full song. From, you know, then you're just cranking through it. But it's a little, it's a little different than AM radio, where it so- sounds like the rhythm section got it together first, and then Jason jumped on. 
Right. It's same kind of same kind of feel. But like I said, it was his ideas. And then we expanded upon them in the rhythm section, which, you know, I don't want to say forced him to sort of change up what he was doing. But it's sort of uh, sort of more of an organic workflow. And the tune itself's got some change up with the four and the three. Yeah. Yeah. And then the sort of breakdown part at the end. Yeah. And that was developed by the rhythm. I love hearing that, man. I'm I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, you do a little rhythm yourself. Yeah, but and but it always seems like it's the other way, where they give you all the harmonic information, you know, from a piano or a guitar, and then everybody gets their parts off of that. Instead of the other way around with the rhythm section bringing it, and then you have the guitar and the piano and all the harmonic guys, you know, uh, getting uh, adding, informed by that. Yeah, yeah, like they're adding accompaniment, basically. Yeah, the other way around. You know, I I think both sides can inf- inform each other and still arrive at a fucking happening too. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't push or pull one way or the other. Go right, with right. what seems to be working. Right. And uh, like the titles, you know, if Jason, does he come in with titles or, or do you guys like end up calling? Remember there was that germ song called The Other Newest One? Because it was there was two new songs, right? <laughs> right. And that, so that the, the working title stuck. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes you want to just, you know, throw a little joke or a little punniness in there. Uh, most times, especially when Jason brings something in, he's already got a got an idea of what it's going to be called or a couple ideas, and we'll just, you know, take a vote on it. You know, I ask that question because in my song, right, I got to start with the title or I got no focus. And like hardly anybody ask on the show, it's always like last or something. Right, it's an afterthought. What would yeah. we call this thing? Yeah, right, right, right. So interesting to hear. Interesting to hear. You guys ha- actually have a vote. Yeah, you have a vote. That, that's and, and what right. studio Very was this? Very democratic. Yeah, I'm into that. What, and what studio was this done? It was at uh, Steve Albini Electrical Audio, right? Uh, half of it was done there. Another half was uh, done in a place called uh, Palisade in, in, in Chicago as well. Just a, a friend of ours who. What, what, what the part first came song. first? Uh, the, the, the Palisade stuff, the electrical stuff was, you know, when, when the, when Chris from Reptilian wanted to make it a full length, I pushed to go. Okay. Okay. So at, at the other pad, you did the little bit for the EP and then when, yeah, please bring more. Then you bring what you already had done over to Steve. Is that it? Yeah, I, my, I, 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 I. Didn't have to push for it too hard then to go back to the other place. Um, I know my drums. I've recorded there probably a dozen times. And I know I, I am confident that those rooms, that my drums need to be in those rooms. And did uh, Steve and his guys wear boiler suits and shit? Oh, yeah. They, they have their, <laughs> their onesies up, you know. You got all the colors. You got the white, your shellac green, your gray, your, your, your black, your orange. You know that's the way aircraft carriers work. They all the different crews got different outfit colors. Yeah. I respect it. When you go to work, you you should dress like it. You know who really dug that was uh, Ig. He thought it was like serious thing. You know that these guys, yeah, it's not just fucking around. He really dug that. And uh, how at the first place? What? what how many tunes did you do? Three, four, five, six. You did six. So okay. maybe it was. Yeah, we did six. Um, actually, we did we did four. And then there's the two 
sort of uh, lighter. There's the piano one, and then there's the Jason acoustic one that yeah. they did. Uh, we did in a the guy Mike Bolts who recorded was the engineer at Electrical for us. Recorded at his his home studio, so um, they were able to sort of work and work on that on and off. So it was actually at, done at, at three pads. Leisure. Yeah. Okay, three pads, but that but. They didn't need a fucking full-on drum set. Probably the home pad couldn't record drums, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So piano, acoustic guitar, yeah, no problem. Sort of like my pad. I can do everything but a drum set because I live in an apartment. I got yeah. Pro Tools uh, HD Omni, but yeah. I, can, I nope. had a drummer come in here. Yeah, my neighbors. Yeah, no bueno. Fucking kitchen gal, my God. And, and so... uh. And, and so if four was done, two done, and how many altogether is there? Ten? Eleven? No, there's ten. Nine. Nine. Okay, okay. So you only did three? But then it was mixed with Steve Albini, right? Electrical uh, no, it audio. was Steve, did, Steve didn't do anything but say I hello. I didn't mean, the, I mean <laughs> his pad. It was uh, the other cat you, you said. Yeah, the, the other cat mixed it at home, and it was just sort of a... You know, rifle mixes back and forth and so. Oh, notes. the guy who recorded the two lighter pieces also mixed it there. Okay. Yes. Okay. And who ended up mastering it? Um, I have no idea. It was the guy from the labels, uh, guy who does all from Reptilian. His, man, his remember the first guy. the first Lou Reed record, man, mastering the Ocean, I think it was called. Destroyed that record, lay mastering. So it's it's like having you know you. Big Daddy Don Garlitz with the big Hemi and those big old slicks. And then in between, you got a little Volkswagen Beetle transmission. <laughs> right. It, it could make or break a record. <laughs> People. Well, you can't polish a turd, right? But you can't make it more turd. Right. <laughs> We're at the end of the <laughs> first make it a little hour. less turd-like. <laughs> or more turd. <laughs> it's the end of the first hour, December 9, 2022 edition. Watt Peter, so special guest Brian from Salvation. Hold tight for hour two. December 9, 2022. It's the second hour of the Watt for Peter show. <laughs>
was waiting in line A long, slow line At the DMV There was a beautiful girl just behind But she never said a single word to me I searched my bag for a book to read All I had was one written in a Russian And I can't read Russian I can't read Russian My dreams are so boring they put me to sleep Then I dreamed I was doing the dishes Just some ordinary plates and such Some random dream person says you like doing dishes? I answer, no, not much I grab my Sony Walkman to lessen the boredom with my favorite cassette But my Sony Walkman is broken My Sony Walkman is broken My dreams are so boring they put me to sleep Recurring dream is even worse I'm just sitting in an empty room Every now and then The secretary comes in With a dust pan and a broom She does a little bit of sweeping And leaves without saying a word I always notice she's missed some dust I always notice she's missed some dust My dreams are so boring they Then there's the dream where I'm walking down a city street The stores are all closed and shuttered I finally find an open restaurant They bring me white toast unbuttered The window at the people passing all dressed in identical beige. Then I realize I'm in beige myself. I realize I'm in beige myself. My dreams are so boring, they put me to sleep. My dreams are so boring, they put me to sleep. My dreams are so boring, they put me to sleep.
You're picking morals from the air But don't you know Trust me, I don't mean to be indecent, dear, but it's you. This ain't no nursery rhyme I ain't no cow And you ain't no moon I'll risk it sounding try Cause I'm not getting over you
for Pedro Show, start off the second hour. Salvation from their brand new album. This is a tune called Backwards Bunny. And we had Sam Bennett out of Tokyo. My dreams are so boring, they put me to sleep. Organs after that from Ireland, live at the Black Box. Tune called Everything is Demons. The Wicked Lowdown out of New England. They got a guitar player from Texas, but they ain't from Texas. Why? Fucked up. Sorry. The Push, Mike on bass. I think he's got a 52P bass. He got Econo. I don't know how. Rob Dobbinspeck with you. And then finally, Up on the Wall, Salvation. Brian, the drummer man. The beat in his hand. Mike. The stick man. Enlighten us regarding Backwards Bunny. Backwards Bunny was another uh, sort of collaborative riff. Actually, I think Backwards Bunny was actually the first thing Jason and I sort of jammed on when he asked if I wanted to join the band. Uh, and then just sort of developed it from there. Uh, the, probably the longest to write because we started so early. But actually, the, the, the title, which I love, is a, a good friend of mine, Jeffrey Smith, is a, is a painter here in Chicago, and that was one of his uh, painting titles. Uh, he was one of those who loved little funny-sounding titles, so I, I thought it'd be great for a uh, for a song title. And I, I asked his permission, and Jason loved it, so... Okay, what about this little fucking factoid? Difference between a bunny and a hare. Uh, the tail? Or is this a joke? No, it's the way they raise their babies. The bunnies uh, in the ground, hares above the ground. Mm. That's what a jackrabbit's actually a hare. That jackrabbit means fake, like not real. Uh, not real, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they're bigger. Hares are usually bigger. You know, there's turtle tortoise, frog toads. Kind of cousins, right? So, yeah. not really a joke. Just a little factoid. So, uh, was he singing, was Jason singing to you when he when you first played with him? Um, I think he, he, he had vocal ideas, so yes, he, he, he sang along with the parts. And does he know the painter man? Or did you end the, up, did you end up naming the song that your painter friend that you named the tune after oh yeah oh okay he, he did not know him at all he just loved the title he's like i want to steal that for the song and okay. i said let me get permission first <laughs> okay and what about up on the wall uh up on the wall another collaborative guy I think that actually started with the rhythm section, just playing something, something a little funkier. Um, the little drum intro to that is actually uh, a little Max Roach piece from uh, the uh, Max Max Roach uh, quintet, uh, an album called. Uh, oh God, what is the name of that record? It's something about uh, pictures in a frame. I think it's called. Yeah, I saw him play live many times with Raymond Pettibone. He's incredible. You know, his band, you know, he's the drummer, man. Of course, you know that. Hey, one of my biggest influences. Now, you know how he had the band set up in straight line? He'd be on one end. Yeah. And uh, so nobody's in front or behind anyone, right? Kind of level playing field, literally. And get this, his fucking countenance. It didn't matter what the fucking tune was. And... 
<laughs> you know how some motherfuckers are like one, two, one, two, three, four. This guy's and. And you and just, go. yeah, and you just play as fucking fast as you can. <laughs> you better be ready. And then when it came time for his solo, every time I saw him play, 99% of the solo was just on the hi-hat, along with the stand, cymbals, the pedal, you know, but just that, not the other drums. And I'll tell you this <laughs> about his toms. Man, did he tune them high. Yeah. It, it was just like for something, for a jazz drummer, that some things that he did sounded so simple. They were so fucking complex. There's a great tune, uh, Charlie Mingus, right? Percussion discussion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's something else. And also uh, with the civil rights and open-minded that way, he, he made some albums about those issues and stuff. Max Roach is an amazing cat and played for a lot, a lot of his life. A lot oh, of yeah. his life. Yeah. Look, I'm going to play uh, something from the new album, Hold the Phone. Oh, good one.
right now. But I will like to spy the general. And it's a bad of JBC Struck out 
a match made Another burn out in the morning Make me clean Gasoline A broken down slot On a good day You are king Big star Show. We're having some fun offline talking about people and their fucking assumptions. Assumptions. Okay, that chunk of music started on the Salvation. Hold the phone from the new album. Ben Shemi after that with the return. Bahan Boy, that's Brother AJ out of the Netherlands with red, green, and gold. Which I remember the lights when I saw Bob Marley. Family man, that's a beast flip. Ray Shin after that. Key Punch. And finally, Salvation with Worn Out Party. Worn Out Party. Lightness there. What's that? Worn out party. You were there. I wasn't. So I'd be uh, committing fraud if I tried to pretend I knew what it was about. 
<laughs> that's uh yeah that's whatever that's about that's in jason's mind uh, okay so one, this wasn't one a was collab one. He, he even he asked me to come it. in and okay. play some drums on it okay and and like how he did did he record it alone and then you came in and recorded it alone no no i didn't oh, okay. i didn't record anything on that track he okay. he had tried to get me to come in and do some stuff i just couldn't make it in or i didn't want to that day or i i thought it was good enough it didn't need anything else yeah, do you know this T-Rex record, The Slider? No. Okay. It's the one with Telegram, Sam, and shit. Anyway, there's a song oh, on there okay. called Main Man, and it's acoustic. It's him singing, of course, Mark Bowen. But acoustic guitar and bass, there's no drums. But some, you're right. Sometimes that's enough. And, you know, it, I think it takes a real music cat to let go of the ego, right? Maybe I don't need to be here. Yeah, I don't. You just recognize and don't, don't, don't shoehorn anything in there. Let it, let it, let it be its own life. Yeah, yeah. So you sometimes actually, the song dictates what it needs. And and like this one was one at practice. This is one he just did for the record. Yeah, this is one of one of his one of his babies, and uh, we were like, put it, put it on the record. It sounds great. Uh, Brian, was this self-producer? Yeah. Was there a producer? Self-produced. Uh, Mike Bolts, well, Mike Lust, uh, you know, put a few of his ideas in there as far as, you know, how he wanted to hear things sound and then, you know, would convince us this is, you know, what do you think of this? And we would, you know, give him notes back. But no, it was it, it was mainly our, our call on everything. I like that. I think more and more bands are doing that and also recording themselves even. Uh, you know, there used to be. Yeah, I, I never believed in producers. Yeah. There used to be Grand Canyon between the dudes recording the band and the band. And, uh, right. Maybe that's narrowing up some. P part of it, maybe technology making shit more econo, but uh, also, I think people, uh, you know, get more open minded about stuff. Maybe. I don't know. Just guessing. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess it, it all depends on so, the, so the Jason, type of music and all. What, what, the level. Know, let's get back to salvation. Like, what our party? You said whatever that means. So, so Jason never explains his tunes to you. Only if we ask. Okay. <laughs> you didn't ask on this baby. Now, what about hold the phone? Uh, hold the phone. Uh, another collaborative writing piece. Uh, again, started out as a, a, a bass and drum riff. Just a little uh, us playing around with a little rhythm section thing and then uh jason liked it and and again that the the vocals and guitar become more even of an accompanying piece sort of uh you know give some texture to the song and then you have this it's basically one part you know sometimes songs only need to be one part you just uh, lime in the lime in the coconut uh harry nielsen yeah a lime, put the lime c7 right the whole fucking song uh uh, Stooges, TVI, right? All A minor. Uh, e minor 7 for Funhouse. Yeah, people make fun, right? Ah, Ramon's three chords. There's one chord song. Yeah. <laughs> I think Land of a Thousand Dances is one part. Yeah, you know. I, I'm going to steal the I'm gonna steal the beat for a Salvation song. Okay. It's already but on the books. This whole idea of the way things should be, that's such a bullshit thing, right? Let yeah. the song no, have its, its own a... fucking life, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with you, Brian, 100,000%. Look, it's end of the second hour, December 9, 2022 edition of Watt for Pedro Show. Special guest, Brian for Salvation. Hold tight for hour three. December 9, 2022. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show.
Me out. 
I get out of the car and I'm standing there looking at the sky. I don't see anything. And the husband, he noticed that I was there. And, and after his phone call ended, he said, you know, my wife has never seen blue sky in her entire life. Never has she seen skies like this. That's how bad the pollution was in Beijing.
Show third hour started off Salvation from the new album Voices in the House, then brand new from Mio Chiono Blue Skies Fluke with Railhead, Railhead after that, Fine with Wire after that. Finally, Bob Pollard out of Dayton, Ohio, Shadowport. You know, every other month it's got to be a new album for Bob Pollard. <laughs> this guy, I cannot believe how much he records and writes songs and. Nice playing gigs with dinosaur, you know, a guy by his voice. He's just an incredible cat. So, so uh, hippest to voices in the house. Uh, that was another one uh, that was brought back to sort of round this out to become an album. Uh, an old Salvation tune with the old drummer that they sort of resurrected. We made it a little longer. Uh, it was already long, a little long in the teeth. Uh, Clocking in a little over ten minutes. So, so we like, what you're saying let's is, let's do this one. This will make a this will make runtime. What, what, what you're saying is that the band used to do this before, but it wasn't recorded like uh, drag. Uh, it was recorded, but it was sort of self, you know, self released, not on any sort of oh, okay, you know, real okay. release. And, and and was it long in that version? Yeah, not as long. We sort of slowed it down a little bit and dragged out a couple parts. You know, add, added a few measures to a few of the, you know, so uh, I, I stonery parts. No, but I understand the dilemma because you got a record done and then the guy, this is what happened with the Minutemen with the double nickels on the dime in the fall of 83. We had an album done and then the Hooskers came to town and with Spot, they recorded Zen Arcade and it was a double album. We thought, fuck, they did one. We should do one. So we had to write all these songs <laughs> right away, right? And in March, what, five months later, we record the rest of the songs to make the album. It's not like you're trying to come up with filler, but it's... Uh, it's. So what Jason did, he went back and reinvented, repurposed some older stuff. Yeah, and then, uh, well, AM Radio was actually a last-minute edition. And that one just came together really quickly. We practiced the shit out of it because of the weird, you know, well, also time it's evolution. Also, it's evolution, right? It started with the rhythm section. Is there a lot of times where you and the bass player just jam? Yes. Oh, 
Great. Yeah. When we're, you know, now that we're working on new stuff, uh, you know, a lot of the, you know, practice based recordings that we, you know, go, go back to the tape and see if we got anything there. Are usually yeah, right. a, a just nice bass drum riding along. And then Jason will very easily pick up on, you know, what he wants to do over that. So do you, you know, the way that some people use on their leashes, they use a fucking voice memo for, a, in the old days you use notebooks, but now to remember words. Do you do that shit with the drum licks, ostinatos, you know, little figures? Say that again, I'm, 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 you were breaking up. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, the, the way uh, lyric writers, singers and song, uh, songwriters, they'll, 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 they'll keep a backlog, a ca- uh, I don't know, library of their lyrics and stuff on the voice memo on their leash. I'm wondering if you do the same thing with drum little figures, little parts. I, I do. I I do. Uh, I'll either, if I'm in a space and going on something, I'll I'll sort of you know just hammer it out on the drums. Or if uh, well, do you ever if, ever, I, if I'm in the shower and it comes in my head, yeah, I'll just, I'm gonna you know, ask I mouth you. it. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm gonna ask you. If you don't have sticks, do you use your mouth? I beatbox. Yeah. And yeah. Right. Hates when I beatbox. Yeah, but I mean, as far as like some kind of memory, because man, it's hard to you come up with a good trip and then it's fucking gone. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm 47 years old and I just recently, you know, the past few years started actually writing things down when they pop into my head because otherwise it's fleeting, it's gone. <laughs> I had to put special hooks where my keys always go, where the wallet always goes, because it take half hour to get out of the pad. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you, you got you got future belongs to your fish. I want to play uh, Drag the River. You got drag and you got drag the river. So 
It's Lord of the Flies. And everyone dies. Show last music for this edition. Drag the river from salvation. Started off that chunk, then we had Bacchanus with a bunch of wise people, but Espanol says, yeah. Thurston Moore and John Maloney after that. John Maloney these days is tour uh, road boss for uh, Jay Maskus, a dinosaur. And Age Limit, they did a two for drummer and a guitar thing. That poor lonely kick drum. Whenever I think of a band without a bass player, oh, that poor lonely kick drum. Oh. Aralunga after that with Viren Seven. I don't know what Viren means, Viren, but uh, Aralunga is kind of Espanol too, huh? And uh, Samuel Lockwood, uh, Iowa City, Extorte, Illinois, 5 a.m. Blo- well, Iowa, the state. Right, they share, there's something called Quad Cities where the, the border towns, Moline, Davenport, stuff like that. Rock Island, I think. Cheap trick town. Sam Lock Ward with 5 a.m. Blood. And finally, the Hammer Party with Doggy Dog. So drag and drag the river, and they're not connected, right? No. Tell no. me about drag the river. Drag the river is uh, the second of sort of Jason's, I don't want to call them solo songs, but he... It was another thing he had recorded on his own, came up with very haunting kind of piano line. Uh, and Vic and I were like, why don't you put that on the record? It's great. And it was originally, he really wanted it to end the record. Uh, but because of only, you know, an odd number of songs, nine, and one of them being 10 minutes, sequencing-wise, that one didn't work out. So we swapped that with his other acoustic kind of solo song, which... Uh, uh, worn Out Party, which I think is a great record ender. Yeah, not as pigs on the wing. <laughs> <laughs> Remember how that album it has like three songs, right? <laughs> this little thing, little acoustic kind of thing. Yeah, with vinyl people, you don't want, really want to go over 20 minutes aside because the bass, guitar, and the kick drum start having to be really tiny. Yeah, real compressed. Yeah, so don't go over 20 minutes, please. You can do that on the CD, but not on your vinyl. 
since vinyl's half. So, so this baby is coming out on vinyl, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, we just uh, got our copies in the mail the other day. It's on beautiful pink and purple swirl vinyl. All right. To match the because artwork. there's been a big backlog at the pressing plants. I'm glad they made it for the drop date. Uh, yeah, I this guy's got a good. Uh, I forget where he had a press, but he's got a good. Uh, relationship with them does a lot of records so they sort of have them you know he's he's figured out the the covid cadence to record pressing yeah uh, now <laughs> now know, six where, months where can people find it on the internet real easy uh you can go to reptilianrecords.com and and, and, and order it there i was gonna reptilian say reptilianrecords.com people r-e-p-e-p-t-i-l-i-a-n R -E -P -E -P -T -I -L -I -A -N. let me you go ahead brad yeah, I, uh, let me get my glasses here so I can actually read this URL. Uh, yeah, reptilianrecords.com. Uh, so R-E-P-T-I-L-I-A-N records.com or reptilianrecords.bandcamp.com. It's up there, too, and you can preview a couple tracks. Okay, great, great. So people check that out. Now, is there a Salvation website? Uh, there is not, but you can visit us at uh, Salvation uh, Band uh, on Instagram. But there's no there's no website or or on or on the. So Xbox. you 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 staple up flyers on corporate telephone poles. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> so do Still I. All the old DIY so do I. But one day you're going to want a Salvation website because that's like having your own fanzine. There's no fucking middleman. <laughs> right go here right, right. Go see here. what we're doing right. no we haven't updated in any year but it's there <laughs> <laughs> now what's the plan brian you guys go to tour uh yeah once this baby's out for uh you know a few months and winter's over you know i i don't want to tour in january uh, of course of course you're not in california yeah, yeah, or yeah, we'll definitely come there over now. Uh, yeah, we'll probably uh, we're going to be playing a couple smaller festivals in the in the in the spring, um, and then uh, probably set up a week or two's worth of shows around that, well, See, and then go from there. Do you guys like to make one big loop, or like a West Coast one, an East Coast one, a Midwest one? No, one big loop is just too long. So <laughs> you know, split them out west. You hopefully you can hook up with another band and just fly out there, rent a van and use somebody else's backline. Ah, it's, great idea. People share. It's okay. Share. It's okay. Yes. It's okay. You know, in Europe and Japan, they did that a long time because the pads are so small. So you'd have to, and I remember some U S guy, what? You're not going to use It's like, come on. The yeah. We have a full backline. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's it's what we do with these clubs. Insane. Insane. Like Manhattan, right? We, well, there's one town in our countries like that. Yeah. Uh, so, so look, you probably ain't working on the next record yet, but you soon will be. When you get it done, when you come back on the show, maybe tr talk those other two guys into coming with you if they want. Yeah, b b before that happens, I'll get them set up with Skype accounts, and we'll all <laughs> be able to get it. But I <laughs> love talking to you. And... I love talking to you, Brian. It was beautiful. Thank you so much for. Oh, it was a so pleasure, Mike. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, and and congrats on the new album. It's beautiful. People. Thank you. Very proud of it. It's been the December 9, 2022 edition of Wap Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.